it's about freeing myself from the system. Um, I, I do not like the direction the world is going uh, with everything being tracked and moderated and regulated and stuff. And I believe privacy is a fundamental human right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just going to get worse, especially with the CBDCs coming on. I think it's really important to get as many people as we can to build a, a new economy outside of the existing one that we can function in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how we, that's, that's it. I don't believe in revolution. I believe in evolution in a sense. And I think we can evolve to a better place. This podcast is sponsored by Coin ATM Radar. When buying crypto with cash, an ATM is much more reliable and safer than meeting some random person in a random place. And unlike an exchange, which could freeze your account, you truly own all the crypto you buy. With Coin ATM Radar, you could find crypto ATMs and other services where you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies for cash. On their website, you can search by coin, address, if the ATM supports selling as well as buying, and you can also search by geo area, country, state, city. You can also check and compare actual current fees at different ATMs. If you want to find out more, head over to coinatmradar.com, which is C-O-I-N-A-T-M-R-A-D-A-R.com. There we go. All right, so, hey, everyone. I have the fantastic pleasure of speaking with the one and only Kanoker. Uh, how's it going, man? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I uh, just wanted to chat real quick because I'm doing these these videos on um, people who live on crypto or use it very frequently. And um, I'm kind of finding a lot of stuff out that I didn't really know before. It's a, it's a big world out there. But So just to really start off real quick, um, how did you hear about crypto or get involved in using it? And where did that lead you today? Oh, um it's probably way, I think it was back in 2013 or so when I first heard about Bitcoin, uh, 2012 or 2013, somewhere around there. And I got into it slowly. Like I just started reading and trying to understand about it. I didn't start buying any until 2014 or 15, I think. And then during all my research, um, that's when I came across Dash was about, it was late 2016. And when I discovered what a DAO was, um, that sort of changed everything. I'm like, this is what we really need. Um, I, I saw pretty early on, I think, a lot of the flaws of Bitcoin um, mm-hmm. with the way that it's um, it's not centralized, but it sort of is at the same time. Mm-hmm. And having a DAO where it's community-driven as opposed to a developer-driven project um, that that model I thought was was the solution and could be expanded beyond just cryptocurrency and brought into everything from placing government and everything to to whatnot. Yes, it's really the Dallas um, to you, huh? Yeah, yeah, for for sure. And then of course the technical aspects of Dash being the instant trans the instant transaction speeds and the the really low costs and uh, you know, the best in class security and that sort of stuff. The privacy, um, very important. Um, and I, I like Dash's privacy probably better than most of the other ones. Maybe not Zcash, but um, mm-hmm. it's cumbersome to use, but it can't be hacked open like 
with other projects where there's you can't just throw a quantum computer at and break all break all the the security for everybody. You have to attack uh, attack each transaction independently. So I think that's the most robust, if not comprehensive, type of secu- uh, privacy. Yeah. And so when you got in, when you heard about crypto and stuff before um, learning about Dash, did you use it much at all for like? Did you get? Did you buy some? Did you send it around? Did you pay things with it? Like the before the Dash era, did you use it much? Um, I tried. There wasn't really a lot of good avenues to use it, um, and you no, know, Bitcoin was fairly usable at the beginning before the whole uh, the uh, the block size, size war, war and stuff really took off. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was okay at that time, um, and there's a lot of ignorance about it. So the you know the whole risk of double spends and stuff wasn't really as pot. It was there, but it wasn't as possible, or it wasn't as well known about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, because there wasn't much demand on the network, the fees were low, and so you could pretty much trust a transaction right away. But that obviously can't you can't do that now. Mm. Um, so I didn't I don't know I didn't use it a whole lot. I, I tried, but there wasn't a lot of avenues to do it. Yeah, it's so. Uh, how often have you? How often today do you use any kind of cryptocurrency for like buying real things? Um, most of the time, um, I'm not a big shopper, like I'm not a big consumer. So, but mm-hmm. what I do shop is usually on, on, uh, I do most of my shopping on Amazon just out of convenience sake. And because of that, um, I can either, I can buy with Amazon and I can either just use my Amazon card and then using the spritz bill pay, mm-hmm. I can pay that off every month or else I just jump onto a bit refill and I grab a, an Amazon gift card and which is like almost seamless. Mm-hmm. And I just pay for it up front. Um, and so between those two things, that, that takes care of most of my consumer needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as I use, I use, I use the Spritz debit card quite often. Um, like I've got it linked to my Sam's card. So mm-hmm. when I go get gas at Sam's club, I use, I pay with dash that way. And that works really well. Um, when I go to eat, if they have tap to pay, I use my Spritz card. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately Spritz has not yet implemented, um, zero confirmations mm-hmm. so you see you have to you have to be aware that you're going to spend it and preload the card before you go out yeah uh, but that's so fine i mean used I, a couple lo- of months, lo- right? yeah yeah it's yeah i think they will require two confirmations i mm-hmm. think is what it is but i was just loaded up before i leave the house and it's mm-hmm. ready to go wherever I, I am the only real disadvantage that i have at this point is spritz does not have a physical card and mm-hmm. so when i go some um, when I go to places where they don't have tap to pay, mm-hmm. or like I can't use my Google Google Pay wallet, then I have to just revert back to good old fashioned fiat. Yeah, it's so uh, a lot of this stuff is, I guess, post the Spritz era, and of course, Spritz is a great tool for you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, before that, did you use a lot? Did you mostly do fiat, or did you have other things you used? Uh, I've always been using a debit card of some sort. My, mm-hmm. you, you got to be flexible and ready to, to uh, jump on a new track whenever it changes because the cards are always going away. Mm-hmm. Like my previous card before Spitz, Spritz was uh, the, the Uphold card. And that were great, mm-hmm. but they took that away. So Spritz came along at a good time for me. And then before that, I don't know, I've tried probably five or six different cards over the years. And so you just got to be ready to uh, jump ship whenever that card is going down and you're going to have to find another solution real quick. So you got to be, you got to be flexible. Yeah. So um, most of what you use has been then kind of using like a card rails to, to pay for stuff, but then 
using crypto to actually back the purchase. Yeah, I used BitRefill, and I was using Dash Direct whenever I could while it was around. Mm-hmm. Um, where I live, there is no crypto adoption at all, um, mm-hmm. so I cannot spend it directly. It's just it's just not possible. So I need to use uh, an intermediary like a debit card of some sort. Yeah. So, what percentage of everything that you spend would you say you're able to do with crypto? Well, just everything. I could probably do 80%. Um, I got a couple of bills. Um, mm-hmm. Like I have a motorcycle motorcycle payment through a small credit union that uh, Spritz Bill Pay cannot add. So I mm-hmm. still have to do that with fiat and stuff. Um, but most of my bills I, I can I pay through this Spritz, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Spritz Pay um, bill payment. Um and then when I go shopping, yeah, I can I can use my Spritz card or or whatever debit card I'm using at the time. I can use it for almost everything at this point. Um, mm-hmm. The one advantage the Spritz has that I did not have with other cards is it works at gas stations. Um, oh, a lot of other cards, they, a lot of other cards wouldn't work at a gas station, so I'd, I'd always have to use my fiat debit for that. But the Spritz card allows you to do that. Yeah, that's something I've run into because I don't. I tend to use the the kind of sketchier like no KYC type stuff. And that never will work at the pump, you know? So, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Well, when it, while Spritz does have KYC, it's pretty basic. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also don't report. So mm-hmm. um, they don't keep track of your transactions. Like, you can't log on your website and see a history of your transactions. It's up to you to keep track of all that. Mm-hmm. So I like that aspect of them not... They, they did the bare minimum they had to do to get the car to us, and then they sort of go hands off as much as they can after that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and so with like all the bill paying type stuff, you don't have to relinquish your, your actual crypto until the point of paying the bill, right? Right, yeah. So I just log onto the website, and I say, I want to pay this bill, and then it brings up a, a, a dialogue that links back to my wallet, or I copy and paste my... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, address and amount into my dash wallet and it's, it's pretty much instant and then the bill pay takes three to four days or whatever for it to process because they have to send it off to whoever their mm-hmm. processor is for them to do it but the actual my interaction with it is in a couple minutes it's pretty it's really fast yeah so basically almost all of your crypto then is like self custody in your possession almost all the time and then there's just some occasional preloading for a little bit here or there to make sure you have a card balance to spend, right? Yeah, I tend to leave a balance on my debit card just in case. Um, mm-hmm. Just something pops up and I don't have time to go preload it. So yeah, I always run a, keep a running balance on it, but it's it's not much. It's like 100 bucks or something. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, why did you decide to live this way? Why would you decide to jump through the, the extra little hoops to figure out how to use crypto, how to use it in your daily life and actually do it? Uh, it's about freeing myself from the system. Um, I, I do not like the direction the world is going uh, with everything being tracked and moderated and regulated and stuff. And I believe privacy is a fundamental human right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just going to get worse, especially with the CBDCs coming on. I think it's really important to get as many people as we can to build a, a new economy outside of the existing one that we can function in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how we that's that's i don't believe in revolution i believe in evolution in a sense and i think we can evolve to a better place um mm-hmm. i don't think our 
like a like a, a violent revolution is the solution that'll just knock us right back to where we started and we'll be right where we are again. Yeah. So and I think so, Yeah, sorry, keep going. No, I'm done. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh how difficult was it to kind of figure out how to do this? Obviously you've been in the game for a long time and it's gone easier to harder to harder to easier and things have changed. But like the way it is today, the way you use it, how easily could you get someone else to, to do something like that? If, if they want to put, a, if they want to use it, it just takes a bit of diligence. That's all. Mm-hmm. If they're willing to put in a bit of time, it's really easy. You just have to, there's a bit of a learning curve, but it's not bad. Like I could teach anyone to do it if mm-hmm. they want to learn. Uh, yeah. there, there's not really much of a hindrance. Uh, it just it comes down to them wanting to do it and wanting to put in that 10% extra diligence to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so is this uh, just a choice you've made the way you want to live your life, or do you think that other people should try to do the same thing? I would like for other people to do it, but I'm not going to force them to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've kind of modeled my whole life on trying to get away from that. Like, I live... Um, here, let me show you. Yeah. Like I live way out in the country. I've got 13 acres. Um, I have no neighbors. I'm I'm not off the grid, but I'm not deeply tied into it. Um, I mean, I got some solar and stuff like that. So if the grid went down, I could I could get by. I need to do some more stuff. But um, yeah, I I think I love the idea of not being beholden to anybody, and mm-hmm. um, I think. It's 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 a good feeling, and I think more people should experience that. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. Yeah, well, thanks for the chat. I think this this will be useful to a lot of people. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. <laughs>